once a man that went on a journey and took with him a share of his father's money. Hungry for love, he dreamed the world would fill every need, but found much more when he was still. Yeah, so he went back and found the father's love, and in his father's arms he sang a louder song. Welcome to Radio Maria. You've tuned in to Catechism Club, the first in a series of conversations where we explore the Catholic Catechism, the work that summarises the Catholic Church's doctrine. Now on the show, we have Sister Linda, Sarah and myself, Maria, and week by week, we're going to work our way through the Catholic Catechism and ask each other questions and things that talk about things that come to mind for us and for any of you, our listeners, as always, you're welcome to call in and ask us any questions you have um, or share with us any thoughts you have. We might not have the answers, but we'll see where the conversation takes us. First, let's begin with a prayer. Sister Linda? So I chose this uh, hymn to the Holy Spirit, which is really beautiful, and it's from our congregation's book, Notice of Divine Charity, and I'm sure you can find it in most of the prayer books, and it's We'll start in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, O Creator, Spirit blessed, and in our souls take up your rest. Come with your grace and heavenly aid to fill the hearts which you have made. Great Paraclete, to you we cry, O highest gifts of God most high, O fount of life, O fire of love, and sweet anointing from above. You in your sevenfold gifts are known, the finger of God's hand we own, the promise of the Father thou, who do the tongue with power and thou. Kindle our senses from above, and make our hearts overflow with love, with patience firm and virtue high the weakness of our flesh supply. Far from us drive the foe we dread, or grant us your true peace instead. So shall not we, with you for guide, turn from the path of love aside. O may your grace on us bestow, the Father and the Son to know, and you through endless times confessed, of both the eternal spirit blessed. All glory while the ages run be to the Father and the Son, who rose from death, the same to thee, O Holy Spirit, eternally. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. Beautiful prayer. Beautiful prayer. Um, so I wonder, before we dive into the first chapter of the catechism should we start by introducing ourselves maybe just we've done names maybe just why why you decided to you wanted to be a part of this um yeah uh over to you in fact sister linda um now that you've opened up with a prayer would you like thanks. to go first thanks I'm, I'm i'm dying to know more about sarah and you <laughs> but anyway so i'll say a few things about myself so i'm sister linda i was born in Kosovo in former Yugoslavia, done my formation in Croatia. And I've been a sister for um, 30, 
three years, four or five, lost the count. But uh, about 19 years ago, I came to England just to spend some time with the sisters, and I'm still here. And the reason why I want to be part, and I think it's like Radio Maria is a joy, gives joy and so much prayer to each Catholic and maybe more. I would say all Christians. It gives so much uh, kind of hope and obviously there is prayer in it and love and so so. You know, anything I could do for Radio Maria to kind of be part of it is is a really privilege for me just to kind of um, perhaps just be part of that team that shares so much love and prayer and joy to other people. So it's a great privilege for me. Thank you, sister. It's a privilege for all of us too. Thanks for being part of this. Sarah, Hello. Hello. Uh, hi, everyone. So great to be here. This is very exciting. I'm a little bit nervous, but a good nervous. Uh, I've been on Radio Maria a couple of times now, and it's always such a joy to come back. I have shared my testimony a couple of times and been on to pray for people, and it's great to come back and do this. I have been a cradle Catholic my whole life, but I've been really blessed since I was 18 to do lots of different ministries and receive loads of really good formation. So I really love the catechism. I think it is such a gift that the church has given us. And I'm very passionate about good formation, about understanding uh, why we're Catholic and the beauty and the richness and the treasures that the church have. And it's not just for super smart priests or super smart theologians to read and understand, but that actually all Christians can have a journey of like learning more about the faith. And yeah, this is great to be here. And happy feast day. Happy feast day. (laughs) Happy feast day. Thank you. Um, And just a little bit about me. So my name is Maria um, and I am based in Cambridge and I've actually never read the catechism. So this is all new to me Um, and I'm a little bit nervous, uh, maybe about what I'll discover and what I don't know. But I think I've had over the last few years a lot of questions, a lot of doubts and a lot of confusion. And now it's time to actually, you know, figure out what like what do I need to learn? What are, what is out there? And try and answer some of those questions for myself. So I'm really happy to be a part of this uh, with you both and with with all of our listeners too. Um, so shall we begin with chapter one? Let's do it. Sarah, good place to start. Good place to start. Um, Sarah, would you like to begin by reading us the first, uh, the first paragraph of the catechism? Yes, of course. For those following along at home, we're, we are skipping the prologue, so feel free to read that in your own time. We're going straight to part one, the profession of faith, uh, section one, and it's reference 26. We begin our profession of faith by saying, I believe, or we believe, before expounding the church's faith as confessed in the creed, celebrated in the liturgy and lived in observance of God's commandments and in prayer, we must first ask ourselves what to believe means. Faith is man's response to God, who reveals himself and gives himself to man, at the same time bringing man a superabundant light as he searches for the ultimate meaning of his life. Thus we shall consider first that search in chapter 1 
Then the divine revelation by which God comes to meet man, chapter 2. And finally, the response of faith, chapter 3. Shall I keep going? Um, that was more, I feel like that was like, this is what the catechism is. This is what mm -hmm. we're doing. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's keep going. Yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's okay. get to some of the meat. Great. Mm. Chapter one, man's capacity for God. The desire for God. The desire for God is written in the human heart because man is created by God and for God. And God never ceases to draw man to himself. Only in God will he find the truth and happiness he never stops searching for. The dignity of man rests above all on the fact that he is called to communion with God. This invitation to converse with God is addressed to man as soon as he comes into being. For if man exists, it is because God has created him through love and through love continues to hold him in existence. He cannot live fully according to truth unless he freely acknowledges that love and entrusts himself to his creator. Mm. Wow, that's uh, there's a lot in that. Even, yeah. even just from the, from the very beginning. Mm. Um, is there anything, I, I can see one thing that really jumped out to me. Um, is there anything for you guys that stood out when you read through that passage? I would like to say, you know, it says uh, on the second line is the same sentence. God never ceased to draw man to himself. I think maybe as I'm getting older, I mean, you guys are very young, so that's different maybe for you. As I'm getting older, I just see that more and more. Like every day I see how much God is trying in so many ways to draw man to himself and i think that's what radio maria does you know trying to draw attention to people you know to god and because you know god so i don't think sometimes when you feel like god is far distance because he's trying to draw us so even to saints sometimes it felt that you know god is you know, he's not there or he's far away or mm -hmm. they struggle, especially when they have these dark times and so. But, you know, I, I honestly see when I meet people, when they when I meet people, when they come to talk. And so I feel so strong about how much God is trying to draw you to himself. Can you not see? Mm -hmm. Like just tiny, just that kind of little uh, nudge you need mm -hmm. Move you need to make because God it wants you to be part of His life so, or, or your life. So it's really interesting. Yeah, I like that one. Hmm. Maria, what stood out for you? So I kind of the the thing that really jumped out to me is when it said that we were created for God. So this is in the very first sentence. Mm. Um, yeah, that man is created for God, and that's uh, made me think because. If yeah, I'm like, what? What? What does he want with us? What does he want to do with us? You know, <laughs> and I felt a bit. I just didn't have any answer for that. Mm. Why does that make you feel like? Um, is it is it uncomfortable? Is it like, yeah. what do you because, want from me? Because I think I think what am I when I when I ask that question like what am I supposed to do? It's always mm. about what I want. It's not that actually someone Ooh. else has a 
a purpose for me. Mm -hmm. And then I'm wondering, what does he want to do with all of us? You know, why put all these people on this earth? What is that? What what does he, what is he trying to do? Mm. That's such a good question. I really love it. Mm. Yeah. As like, I've uh, gone through a lot of deep, deep healing in my journey with the Lord over the last few years. I used to really struggle to believe that he like doesn't like my lord don't you find me really annoying that i'm so silly and i'm like (laughs) all over the place and like emotional and all these things and i'm like why do you keep bothering with me because i'm ridiculous but i feel like as i keep sort of like like drawing closer to his heart and like the father's heart that i guess for me on my own journey it's like god is a good father and he cares about me and especially when i see dads with their little kids with like toddlers like toddlers are ridiculous like they're ridiculous mm-hmm. they're just all over the place but when i see yeah i do a lot of childcare, and it's so beautiful uh when i see particularly dads with their children it just reminds me so much of the father and that it's about relationship and love and that he wants the best and he's got good things and like in store for me and yeah, he wants me to flourish. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I liked your question, Maria. That was great. You know, um, Maria, please stop me because I sort of, sort of, I like sharing, you know, especially when you ask questions like this, you know, like I cannot, I can't be quiet. Sorry about no that. No need to be quiet. <laughs> so sorry about that. Keep, this is why we give you like, yeah. it's too much, please just like put your hand up and say, you know, anyway. So, Created for God, how much are we aware of that? Mm. You know, imagine this. I mean, that can only be in heaven that everybody's aware of God's love and that God made us for his purpose. And so how much are we aware of that, that he created us? And, you know, it continues straight into that, what I was sharing. But I am 100% sure if we were all aware of that and we all did what God would want us to do, he would have enough for all of us, Mm. enough things to do. Because, you know, we need salvation. Sometimes we just have to do things for ourselves to be what God wants me to be, him to do for myself. So we we need to do that. You know, sometimes it's just about what does God want from me now? You know, how does he want to influence my my life now? And then, you know, I mean, he would have for all the people in the world something beautiful to do. Like Mother Mm -hmm. Teresa has this quote, we can do something beautiful together. We can do something beautiful for God. Mm -hmm. So it's like all of us, every human being. And, you know, the, as, as I mentioned before, I mean, more and more I'm getting aware of how um, how much we need to pray for mankind. Mm. Mm-hmm. What makes you think that? What makes you, what makes you more aware of that as time goes on? I mean, because, you know, your age, you have different ways of things to worry about. For me, the only thing I worry now and, you know, makes me worry is about how many people I can bring to God. Oh, man. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and, you know, it's because I just feel like they're missing so much, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, to some people, because 
Okay, I'm going to share because I believe, so might as well. You know, people think like faith is something that you're trapped into. Mm. But actually, faith is gives you so much freedom. Oh, man. So mm-hmm. much like energy, enthusiasm. People don't think how much they can benefit from faith. Mm-hmm. Just like, what are the restrictions? Sometimes they ask our nuns. You know, people think being a nun, you have so many restrictions. But, you know, just look at it. What can we gain from that instead mm-hmm. of just looking into the negative things? So that's mine. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for sharing that, sister. And actually, in this passage itself, it does say that we are, God never ceases to draw man to himself. So it's uh it's wonderful that you're doing what you can to bring others towards him but also he's he's doing that in himself and and mm. i guess whatever whatever we do to help help that mm. is through his grace so yeah. just keep keep allowing it to to work through you definitely uh fantastic shall we move on to in fact should we take a quick break and listen to a song and then we can move on to the next section how does that yeah. sound let's do it great see you in a few minutes Welcome back. That was Pour Your Spirit Out by Joseph and Rosemary Black. You're listening to Catechism Club, and we're going to move on to the next section of the Catechism, number 28. Over to you, Sarah. Lovely. Thank you. In many ways, throughout history, down to the present day, men have given expression to their quest for God in their religious beliefs and behavior in their prayers, sacrifices, rituals, meditations, and so forth. These forms of religious expression, despite the ambiguity, I can't say that word, ambiguity, I I know what the word is, but I can't say it. That's all right. (laughs) We got that. They they often bring with them are so universal that one may well call man a religious being. From one ancestor, God, made all nations to inhabit the whole earth and he allotted the times of their existence and the boundaries of the places where they would live so that they would search for God and perhaps grope for him and find him. Though indeed he is not far from each one of us for in him we live and move and have our being. Mm, Okay. Um, very different topic to the previous section. I feel like it's yeah. This is we're getting into in, into the deep stuff straight away. Um, I th- something that um I found quite interesting is that it says the boundaries of the place he allotted the boundaries of the places where they would live. Hmm. And I guess like the idea that he's planned all of that out. Hmm. You know, like things about us, things about who we are. I'd expect that to be in there. But the fact that he's like to the detail of where we live and I guess maybe land versus sea, I don't know. But how that's all been planned out for his purposes. That was a bit of a surprise for me. How about you guys? Yeah, it's really cool that you, because that really stood out to me as well. So that's really interesting. And this little bit is actually from the book of Acts. Um, So it's a quote from scripture. And I... Yeah, I don't recall ever reading that, and it really jumped out at me. I've moved a lot my whole life. I was born in New Zealand, live in Australia. I lived in, like, grew up in Ireland. I've been in England and, like, 
traveled a lot and I've lived here, there and everywhere. And a really big quest in my heart is like, where is home? Like, where do I belong? And like, who are my people? What culture do I sort of have a strong sort of connection with? Yeah, that's been a really deep wrestling of my heart for a long time. And yeah, I think that's why that stood out to me so much. But yeah, I think it's like peaceful for me to know that God already knew all the places that I would visit and where I would live mm-hmm. and that my home is in him, even in this earthly realm and on this earth, like I might live in different places, but really that I find home in him. Yeah. That's very interesting that, that, that your interpretation of that, because what it says here is that those boundaries that he's, he's planned out was that so that we would search for God and I wonder in your like search for home or search for like where is your people, where is your home? Is mm. at the end of the day, our home is is with him in heaven. That is mm. our end home. So we're gonna be restless wherever we are, wherever we move, yeah. mm. wherever we go. Yeah. That's like St. Augustine. Our hearts are restless yeah. till we rest in you. Yeah. 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 And, like I've traveled a lot my whole life and I I've come across a lot of people who like I know for me, I will admit I made traveling an idol for a really long time that it was like this really what I was searching for was actually God through traveling and trying to like mm-hmm. quote unquote out travel people. Like if I just go to this next adventure or go to this next country, then I'll find some sort of fulfillment there. And I think the Lord has really healed that in my heart in the last couple of years of like, like I will always love to travel and have an adventurous spirit, but I don't necessarily see it as an idol anymore. And I'm a bit more settled, which mm-hmm. is nice. Yeah. Like actually, actually, for me, it's more like spiritual places. It's not like a mm. country or place where we would be, but a spiritual place where we can be with God and can search where it does. It, it does time to experience places where so it continues in there that we would search for God so we can search more. So it's more like about, I think this bit is talking about spiritual place. Okay. Hmm. Where we can be more with God. Okay. Yeah. Lots of different ways of, of like interpreting yeah. it <laughs> and gaining, getting meaning from it. Mm, thank you. Shall we move on to the next section? Yes. Yeah. Shall I keep reading? Yes. yes. Please do, Sarah. Okay. We're on reference 29. But this intimate and vital bond of man to God can be forgotten, overlooked, and even explicitly rejected by man. Such attitudes can have different causes, revolt against evil in the world, religious ignorance or indifference, the cares of riches, the cares and riches of this world, the scandal of bad example on the part of believers, currents of thought hostile to religion. Finally, that attitude of sinful man, which makes him hide from God out of fear and flee his call. Okay, so this one's really, really challenging us a little more than the early ones, isn't it? This mm-hmm. is uh, going straight into the things that really pull us away from him. Mm. Are there any particular uh, points that are listed here that you guys, I think, are really relevant today? You know, this this paragraph makes me think of atheists. Mm. And, you know, who really kind of reject, I mean... There are some really smart people who 
would be able to understand God's ways and accept and love them. But, you know, there is once once in assembly, I, I knew in this school assembly, I knew there were some teachers who were artists, very smart. They were a friend of mine, you know, because God made everybody. But I said, to me, atheism is laziness. Because, you know, <laughs> I have That's my great. job, I've done my university, I have my job, now I'm atheist. Let's not bother about anything, you know? So to me, I, I said, brother, it's like laziness because they don't want, you know, because when you have faith and when you follow like God's way, sometimes you can be, you know, can request more than we think we can, but it doesn't really because God knows us and so. So they just like put that aside. Let's not bother about it. It's like... You know, us who who follow the scripture, who, who love God and love Jesus, if we were to say, you know, we have our faith, we have Jesus, we have this, we have that, let's not bother about poverty, you know? Hmm. So to me, is is and, and that actually, that particular paragraph reminds me of that. Of hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Interesting point. Because it, and it says forgotten and overlooked, like they're the first things. And then the third thing, it's only... The, the third and final thing that it suggests is even explicitly rejected by him. Mm. So I wonder if actually it's more common for God to just be forgotten and just, you know, made a, a lower priority or even the de- the decision of do I believe, do I not being mm. a less important thing as opposed to the explicit rejection of him. Mm. That's a good question. Mm. It makes me think of the vulnerability that God puts himself in. He, it's like, the, it's the gift of free will. Uh, we're not robots. So mm-hmm. I can say yes or no to God. And I say no to him all the time. I say no to his promptings and his love. And for many reasons, out of fear or pride or whatever. Uh, I think we all do. We all yeah. Do. But I just, wow. It It's sort of when I sit and ponder it, like, God really is so vulnerable with us. He really gives us the free choice to say yes or no to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes it difficult, doesn't it? When you have so much choice, you know, we, I mean, we can live our lives as we choose, right? Yeah. But sometimes the, yeah, the more choice it is, the harder it is to make the right one. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes I wonder, I'm like, wouldn't it, it would just be easier if I was a robot and I just did what I was told like a robot would like like a, you know, a remote control or something uh-huh. but then like that's not that's not the beauty of relationship the beauty of relationship is getting to know the lord getting to know his heart and trusting him more and being intimate with him in prayer and and yeah becoming more who i am and who he made me to be through getting to know him yeah and that's mm-hmm. the freedom of saying yes to him mm-hmm. yeah now I know how young you are because I remember my time when I used to think that. <laughs> really? You can just press the button and say, don't do it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, now I know how young you guys are. What, what changed for you, sister? <laughs> I think it changed because the more I struggled with myself, because because I struggle mostly with myself. The more I struggle mm. with myself, the more I turn to God. Thanks be to God, because I have people, good people who actually 
were working with me, were mentoring me, you know, in religious life and so. And the more I struggled with myself, the closer I grow to God, and the more, the higher I thought of other people and less of myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps a lot in, you know, in our journey. It helps to love and to know God. So that's that was my way. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's difficult, especially now when we're all we're almost, like the world almost t- teaches you to be like be your own uh, direct yourself. You know, like things are Ooh, about us. We yeah. look after ourselves. We bring up, push ourselves forward as opposed mm-hmm. to looking out for others. So it's a yeah, it's like a being pulled in different directions. Um, you know, when away when I, from the right right path. When I talk to young people, they say, you know, sister, what they say, you know, so I'm just following my heart. I always say, please use your mind as well. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> please use your mind as well. <laughs> That's great. Very deceiving. <laughs> All right. Shall we take a break and listen to another song? Great. Okay. See you in a few minutes. Stand and lift up our hands For the joy of the Lord is our strength Hello and welcome back to Radio Maria. We've just heard Holy is the Lord by Chris Tomlin. And we're going to move on to the next part of the Catechism, section 30. Sarah, can you do us the honours? Absolutely. Thank you. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Although man can forget God or reject him, he never ceases to call every man to seek him so as to find life and happiness. But this search for God demands a man every effort of intellect, a sound will, an upright heart, as well as the witness of others who teach him to seek God. You are great, O Lord, and greatly to be praised. Great is your power and your wisdom is without measure. And man, so small, a part of your creation, wants to praise you. This man, though clothed with morality and bearing the evidence of sin and the proof that you withstand the proud, despite everything, man, though but a small part of your creation, wants to praise you. You yourself encourage him to delight in your praise, for you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until it rests in you. Look hey, that at that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you are so advanced. Twice Sarah. in one, like, 20-minute slot. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that quote, your, our heart is restless until it rests in you. Yeah, mm. very powerful. Um, The first thing that jumps out to me is that let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. And... I feel like, I don't know, for me, sometimes the like seeking God or trying to understand my faith and grow closer to God, I feel is like a difficult thing. It's a challenge. It's a struggle. Mm. It's like, mm. it can be very painful at times. But this is saying that actually that should be like a, we should be rejoicing within that. Or maybe that's the gift mm. God gives us whilst we're on that search. How about for you guys? Is that, is it a joyful thing when you're searching to grow closer to God? Sometimes, but <laughs> mostly, uh, no, that's, I would say sometimes, but also, yeah, I like your honesty because yeah, sometimes it is a serious struggle and trying to, 
I find trying to make sense of life and the world and where am I going? What's the next step? Blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. But when I feel like that, I try to come back to the basics of worship. And yeah, so it's something that the Lord has been teaching me. It's just the, the power of prayer and the power of praise. And yeah, I think when I sort of come, it's like stop navel gazing, then, it, then I become rejoiceful. Mm. Yes. I think we do, we do rejoice, although it's not like that happy clappy rejoice. But maybe just that for joyful. So we we are coming to God, we seek in Him, and that is a joyful because we know we will find joy out of it. I know it might be in a moment, it might be like we don't see it like that. But when you look back, and I'm sure you guys had experience as well, when you look back, there was joy in that as well. Yeah. Even there is there is like that kind of joy that God gives. Especially when we kind of try to spend time with him or seek him, it's always he's always giving us something that we can we can't explain always, but mm. you know we can. And it's very interesting because in this first uh, sentence, it has also that similar sentence like, "Man never ceases, uh, God never ceases to call man to himself." You know, like he wants so. It's very interesting that, you know, it just keeps repeating just to assure us that this is what God is always trying to do. And, you know, when we have some family member who perhaps is fallen from faith or from a family or there are so many things. But if we uh, really trust God and pray about it, God will so in this kind of way, God is give us that joy that He will do it for us mm-hmm. in His own time. Mm-hmm. Because we all had families that you know struggle, and family members that struggle and that uh, gone from the faith or something like that. But you know, we need to let God touch these people. Sometimes it might take years. Mm. It's not like it's never going to come. It will. Mm-hmm. So just rejoice because. God will do that for us. Yeah. Well, I two things I love that you said there. And uh, the first one was about looking back. And actually, when you look back at that period of growth and growing closer to God, often there is, you feel that, you rejoice in that, even if it didn't feel so so joyful at the time. And then the second thing you said around um, the repetition, I think, thank God there's so much repetition because I definitely need it. <laughs> Great. Well, shall we move on to the next section? Please Sarah, love. please, because we love you, Irish. Oh, is it the Irish accent? We love hearing you read. Please do. Thank it. you. Thank you. You know, I think Irish people win every year for accent of the year. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Back to the catechism. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Uh, reference 31. Uh, created in God's image and called to know and love him. The person who seeks God discovers certain ways of coming to know him. These are also called proofs for the existence of God, not in the sense of proofs in the natural sciences, but rather in the sense of converging and convincing arguments, which allow us to attain certainty about the truth. These ways of approaching God from creation have a twofold point of departure. 
the physical world and the human person. Okay, a big question here. What does it mean, a twofold point of departure? Do you guys understand that? Yeah, my brain was like, what is happening? Um, the ways of approaching God from creation have a twofold point of departure, the physical world and the human person. Hmm. Spiritual, isn't it? God wants us whole. It's not just spirit, it's not just body. He wants us whole. Mm. Mm, this, yeah, interesting, interesting way of seeing it. I think, I wonder if this point of departure is about when we set on the path to approach God, there are two different ways that we can, two different starting mm. points. Step one, mm. in the physical world and through the human person, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. You know, when you uh, read a bit like um, we are we created in God's image, and you know, it's beautiful because sometimes we do forget when we see people. Sometimes we see them like our um, like sort of rivals, sort of like mm. sometimes could be enemies because we're all human beings and things like that. Mm-hmm. Or, but you know, God doesn't see it like that because He all mm-hmm. made us in all image and likeness. And this reminds me of one occasion when. This group of people went to Vatican to meet Holy Father. They were all variety. They were actors, singers, and all this stuff. And one of these actors um, introduced himself, and he said to Holy Father, Pope Francis, I am so-and-so, can't remember the name now, and I'm gay. So that was his introduction. Mm-hmm. And so in that way, so what are you going to do about it? And Holy Father said... I can see God's image in you because he made you in his image and likeness. Mm. So I think that's sort of approach that we need to approach people or learn more to approach people, you know, like aim for for that way when we approach others. Yeah, is it very like, I guess from stepping, it's very uh, easy to be defensive immediately, but actually step back mm. and answer mm-hmm. through love that's a mm. i mean that's what we're all called to do mm. um i i find it interesting that it says that not in we come to know god not in the sense of proofs but rather in the sense of converging and convincing arguments this bit frustrates me a bit because like there's so many times i just wish there was a way that god could just make evident that yeah i'm here i'm real what like why wouldn't he Mm. any thoughts on that why he wouldn't just make it clear so that we can just have the evidence and not have to debate and question it and search Mm. actually we do have lots of evidence you know like from the scriptures from the eucharistic miracles across the world our lady has appeared in so many ways so many places Mm. we do have just like is up is 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 up to our openness to mm. each one of us, how much we want to see, you know. Ah, uh, and how much do we accept that evidence mm. as truth? Mm. How much we want to. Yeah. It also makes me think of Jesus. I mean, he was like, hey, I'm God. And people were like, no, you're not. 
So, mm. like, it's just... Okay. You often want that. They still didn't believe. Yeah. yeah. Then they still didn't believe. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Great point. Yeah. So even, if, even if God does, well, as he did, come down and give us proof, yeah. we didn't, we chose not to accept that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting one. Thank you. Shall we move on to section 32? Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> the world. Starting from movement, becoming contingency and the world's order and beauty, one can come to a knowledge of God as the origin and the end of the universe. As St. Paul says of the Gentiles, for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. Ever since the creation of the world, his invisible nature, namely his eternal power and deity, has been clearly perceived in the things that have been made. And St. Augustine issues this challenge. Question the beauty of the earth. Question the beauty of the sea. Question the beauty of the air distending and diffusing itself. Question the beauty of the sky. Question all these realities. All respond, see, we are beautiful. Their beauty is a profession. These beauties are subject to change. Who made them if not the beautiful one who is not subject to change? Mm. I've never heard that little passage before from St. Augustine. That's, that's a... Mm. Yeah, it makes you think because I so many times I just walk down the street or walk and see a beautiful view of nature and I'm not even thinking about it. I'm thinking about something that happened in the day. I'm not I'm not just appreciating the beauty around me. Mm. But he's really calling us to do that. Yeah. Beautiful. Is there God anything, is very artistic. Yeah, absolutely. Of, is there anything yeah. out there in nature or elsewhere that, that either of you just look at and just see it with your own eyes and just think, wow, like God is incredible. Mm. The ocean. The ocean. For sure. Okay. I live in Brighton, so I love the beach. I'm basically live there in the summertime. Yeah, I am up. Yeah, I adore the ocean. I feel very close to God when I'm at the beach and when I'm swimming. Yeah, just like the depth and its mightiness. and Endless. Uh-huh. Endless. And then I even think like, the ocean actually is endless but god is not endless and like it's deeper than the deepest ocean and beautiful and there's like the scripture in the psalms i think it's in the psalms and it says like who tells the tide where to come and where to stop Mm. like the lord you know i don't know his creation this is beautiful Yeah. yeah yeah how about you sister you know um for me, is that I feel the biggest creation, the biggest gift is uh, Jesus in the monstrance. Mm. I really feel that, like, you know, just looking. Sometimes I have to admit, you know, well, I'll, I'll go to confession as well. But sometimes I'm not that kind of present and so, but there are these moments that God gives me. And, you know, trust me, it's a hard work because, you know, we need patience with ourselves to see all this. And, you know, sometimes I just look and just say, say oh, God, you're amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, I just like, it feels everything in, in, in that Eucharist. Mm. Yeah. I have a friend who told me a story this week about 
uh, how they their niece asked if they could come to church with them to to come to a mass. And after mass, um, she told him, she said that moment where they held, they held, I'm not sure if she knew it was the Eucharist or what, but they held, they held Jesus up. Uh, she goes, that was beautiful. <laughs> and it's like, even this little child was able to see something like, something extraordinary happening yeah. in that moment and sense yeah. it. Oh, isn't that stunning? Yeah. Oh, that just builds my fear. Absolutely. Beautiful. Absolutely. I mean, Carla Cutis also started with his first communion. Mm. You know, it's just like, and now yeah. we have future saints. <laughs> what more powerful thing that we have on earth? Yeah. Well, beautiful. I'd love to carry on, but we have just a few minutes left. So thank you. Thank you both so much for this. Um, it's been really, really uh, eye-opening for me, for sure. Shall we do a closing prayer? Sister, do you think you'd, uh, do you have any in mind or Sarah? A little you know, prayer to you. This, I think we can just say glory be. Glory be. Beautiful, isn't it? Looking yes. into all these gifts and wisdom and holiness that people have put in this catechism is just like, let's all praise God mm -hmm. for it. And Great idea. Together. Great idea. Glory be to the Father and, and to, to the, the Son, Son and, and to the Holy the Spirit. Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 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 Thanks be to God. Make us true.